Hi, it's Hal Anderson. Thanks for checking out the daily podcast for my show, Connecting Winnipeg. And if you can, please listen live weekdays from 10 to noon on 680 CJOB. Good morning. Uh, as they were doing on the start this morning, Mackling, McGarry, McNabb talking a lot of holiday retail. We're going to talk holiday retail on the show today as well. Lauren Remillard. The head of the Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce coming up after 11 o'clock on that. And we're also going to talk to the Retail Council of Canada's Michael LeBlanc after 11.30. We have a guest joining us in just a moment. But I wanted to start by reading a part of a column. If you don't get enough of me here on CGOB, 10 to noon during the week, on weekends, I write a page two column for the Winnipeg Sun, both Saturday and Sunday. On Saturdays, it's House Headlines, and on Sundays... It's Hal's Kitchen, bit of a food column. And so here's what I wrote in my uh, Hal's Kitchen column, and that will get us into uh, our conversation here. The headline is, Give the Gift of the Restaurant Gift Card. And here's what I wrote. With Christmas less than six weeks away and supply chain chaos causing shortages of just about everything, I'd like to suggest a simple solution for holiday gift giving. Buy gift cards for your favorite restaurants and give them to friends and family. I know gift cards are sometimes seen as lazy, a lazy gift idea, but they really do make a lot of sense, especially this year. The person receiving the gift card will love it, trust me, and you'll also be helping local restaurants and all the people who work for them. I'd also like to take this opportunity to tell you about a special gift card promotion that I'm involved in that's underway, Pasquale's Italian Restaurant, Silver Heights Restaurant, East India Company and Brazen Hall Kitchen will all be donating 20% of their gift card sales to the mental health, uh, to mental health uh, treatment and resources at the Victoria General Hospital and the Behavioral Health Foundation. The goal is $50,000. So if you like my idea of giving uh, gift cards for Christmas, please consider uh, doing so and supporting these restaurants. Uh, you'll hear my voice on commercials here on CJOB. I think this is a great idea. There are restaurants out there that will give you a, a, a percentage of the value of the gift card. That's a great idea, too. I want you to support your local restaurant. Uh, but these are, are four of my favorites. And joining us now to talk a bit more about this from Brazen Hall Kitchen, it's Christian Christensen. Christian, good morning. Good morning, Hal. How are you? Excellent. Thanks a lot for doing this. I really appreciate it. This is a great idea. Where did it come from? Actually, this is really uh, the leadership from Joe at Pasquale's, who who was looking at better ways to uh, engage our community and be a part of the challenge, which is, of course, in the issue of charity right now after no golf tournaments and after all sorts of difficulties and getting people together to find charitable reasons to support. Uh, it was a beautiful idea by Joe. Mm-hmm. How is your mental health doing after almost two years of, of what you've been through running a restaurant? <laughs> wow. You know, I never thought you'd throw that one at me. I'll tell you, this has been a very difficult time for a lot of us restaurant people, but I think for everybody, really. I mean, for me, there's no question there's been an impact. And as to how we emotionally handle through it, I was saying to my wife, you know, we've been kind of waiting to get to a place that we could start to feel like there's a, a future to watch for. And I, I think we turned that corner a little while ago, and I, and I can say that uh, through some wonderful support through friends, uh, that's helped all of us kind of push through this moment. And uh, but there has been definitely an impact, no questions about it. Mm-hmm. But you do yeah. feel like you've turned a corner. You can see the light now at the end of the tunnel. And, and I, I love this idea because it is a great way for people to support local restaurants, small, independent, local restaurants, 
and at the same time help not just you uh, who operate and own the restaurants, but the people that work in them, right? Many families rely on restaurants for a living. So it's a, it really is a win-win-win because then, you know, mental health in the community wins too. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, the cause is amazing. Great timing to, to recognize that there's clearly need for help. Uh, you know, we... We want to be a part of our communities. The restaurants involved, Pasquale, East India, East India, Silver Heights, these are local restaurants that have been around a long time. They've, mm-hmm. they've been members of this community a long time, and I think we all agree that uh, if we can help, that's kind of the, the goal, right? Sure. We're going to talk and, supply. You know, the other thing that you should say, that you did mention this, the one thing yeah. that we really appreciate is how buying gift cards does help restaurants. I mean, I'll say that on average, any restaurant that's um, a dine-in restaurant is down 30% right now, and that's about constant in our industry today. Hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, that's significant. That's a that's a third yeah. a third of your business. And, and I've said this many times. I know all too well the margins that you restaurants operate on. Sometimes you're operating on less than 5%. 5 or 6% might be a pretty good margin. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, yeah. how is, we're going to talk supply uh, issues as well, supply yeah. chain shortages and stuff. Has that impacted you at Brazen Hall Kitchen at all? What about the restaurant industry? We haven't talked to you guys too much about that. Yeah, I mean, there's there's uh, there's obviously massive increases. We've watched uh, the beef industry, uh, lobster is a good example. Hard to find a restaurant that can carry it. Uh, finding access to it, of course. Uh, is even more difficult. Finding fresh product is virtually, you know, to get a fresh ca- a load of shrimp or lobster or fresh fish, that's becoming a real challenge for a lot of restaurants. And the ones that are going to be hurt the most are the ones that have built their business around that beautiful, fresh model. Um, and uh, and so, you know, that's been a big one. We've seen uh, pork double. We've seen ground beef double. We've seen cheese grow by 30 40%. It just doesn't stop. And I know, you know, I've seen a few comments about our prices and, you know, and I understand it. The reality is, is that um, this industry is being impacted drastically. And I'm not certain what what the uh, inevitable strategy is to kind of clean this up. Mm-hmm. It's tough, though. Mi- yeah, well, I, I, absolutely. It's mid-November, November 15th today. Are people yeah. booking Christmas parties? I'm curious to know if the Christmas party is back. You've got a great spot there on Pembina. Are people booking parties? Yeah, I mean, you know, the smaller parties are absolutely on their way. Uh, the big ones have kind of disappeared. Uh, we don't do a ton of big ones, but having talked to the other three fellows in this group, uh, they've all stated that they're easily two months behind on what usually would have been booked reserved by now so there is yeah i mean it's it's changed there's no question it's changed Mm -hmm. christian i love this idea that's why i'm with you on it thanks a lot for doing this and i hope people get their gift cards al thank you very much merry christmas you too merry christmas christian christensen brazen hall kitchen one of four restaurants and there are many uh, out there and i and i really do want to stress you should support your favorite local restaurant and make sure they continue to operate as your favorite local restaurant but these four are doing kind of a cool thing right brazen hall kitchen pasquale's italian restaurant silver heights restaurant east india company they're selling gift cards and they're giving 20 percent of their gift card sales to help with mental health treatment and resources right here in Winnipeg at the Victoria General Hospital and the Behavioral Health Foundation.
Joining us now, Lauren Remillard, President and CEO of the Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce. Lauren, good morning. Good morning, Hal. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. We're talking holiday retail. How are your members? Uh, I, I guess at this point it's a little early for full-blown holiday shopping. Are they optimistic it's going to be a good season? Yes, optimism abounds, and I would say, though, that one of the trends we're seeing actually is people starting their holiday shopping much sooner, um, especially, you know, leading up to Black Friday. And, and what's really driving that is, you know, individuals' concerns with supply chain disruptions that we've been hearing about that are affecting the entire globe. So the thinking is, I better get my shopping in now while things are still on the shelves, If I wait too long and I order something even online, it just may not arrive in time or at all. So definitely we're seeing more and more people starting their holiday shopping. And are most of your members ready for that? Are they ready for holiday shopping to begin early? Uh, Absolutely. They're more than happy to welcome back crowds after almost two years of ups and downs and the difficulties we've seen. And we all know history shows that this time of year is is really for so many retailers, uh, make it or break it period for them. And uh, so definitely they're ready. But again, we know we're also encountering those supply chain challenges, but it does bode well for our bricks and mortar stores, our local businesses, because if you're a consumer and you're thinking, oh, I'll just order say on Amazon or somewhere else, uh, you do run that risk of running into those supply chain issues and delivery challenges. Whereas by going to your local business, it's on the shelf. It's right there. All you have to do is pick it up, take it to the till, and it's yours. You don't have to worry about supply chain issues or, or delivery or anything like that. And plus, so many local retailers now offer, you know, you can order online, do curbside pickup, free shipping. Uh, it's really never been easier to support local businesses. Well, and the push, I think, this holiday season, and it's been this way for a while now through the pandemic, people really are going local, right? I mean, even even if they knew the product was available online, uh, you know, on one of the big suppliers, and we all know the names, uh, I, I think people are really saying, you know what, I'm going to do it different this year. Maybe in the past I've ordered a lot of stuff online. I might still do that, but it's going to be local, and a lot of people are walking into a store and saying, I'm going to support local this time, period. Absolutely. One of the things that COVID has done has really shown just how important the the, the role that our local business community plays in the well-being of our community overall, and that has played out time and time again through this pandemic. People have seen how our local businesses have been striving to survive and and continue to employ local Winnipeggers and Manitobans. And by and large, I believe the community has recognized that and embraced it and said, we have to do our part to support local businesses. And the nice thing about supporting local businesses, it doesn't mean you have to spend more. It doesn't mean you have to get, you know, a a less quality product. Quite the contrary. In many instances, you're getting a fine, a much greater quality product because you're actually able to touch it, uh, assess it, Um, you're getting great price, great service. And that's something that, again, online you're not going to be able to get. We've all known stories of people that have ordered things online come and it's not exactly what you wanted or the qualities may be a little bit questionable. Uh, By supporting local businesses, you're getting what you need right away and highest quality, highest service. And again, yeah, I think people have really embraced that. I really hope after the holiday season and when we're through the pandemic that that sentiment becomes a long-term trend. Mm-hmm. 
has are there uh, businesses out there that are really counting on this holiday shopping season? Is it make or break for some businesses out there? Is that a reality, Lauren? It is, and even before COVID, um, you know, the starting with Black Friday, that holiday season has really been where those businesses have begun to start showing a profit in their annual operations. So for many, if they're not making that profit in this holiday shopping, it really does start to stress the viability of the business. This is indeed, we we need a strong holiday shopping. I've seen some reports showing that consumers are projecting to spend more than they did last year, and that's music to our members' ears. We need people out there supporting business and, you know, sharing, sharing the joy of the season and buying gifts for others. And one of the other trends we're seeing is more people are indicating that their intentions are to spend more on others than themselves during this holiday period. Uh, and again, that bodes well for our community and for, for individuals in the community. But a, a critical time of year, absolutely. And yet COVID, it continues to be an issue. I mean, yesterday the numbers sort of plateaued, but they've been on their way up. Dr. Rusin Late last week when he announced new measures said, listen, we're getting to the point now where if we have to come back and announce more restrictions, more measures, they'll likely in one way or another impact vaccinated Manitobans. So, you know, while we're excited and your members are happy to be doing business and it's the holiday shopping season, you know, we're all worried, just individuals too that are doing that Christmas shopping, that Christmas might be impacted, and I know your members are worried too. Definitely the news about, you know, the recent uh, changes to the public health orders, while affecting, of course, just faith-based gatherings and and youth recreation, it does Mm -hmm. create some worry within the business community as to what the potential next steps are. We continue as a Winnipeg Chamber to advocate strongly that there's still uh, the opportunity for a more regional approach, uh, for more stringent measures. I think Winnipeggers uh, have done their part and then some. Our businesses have done their part and then some. And we need this season um, to ensure that those businesses are viable. And I think, I think Winnipeggers and Manitobans need this holiday season. It's been a grueling grind for so many of us uh, these last uh, two years. But at the same time, uh, even if there are tighter restrictions, I think the fact that so many businesses have adjusted their operations from you know, increasing their online presence, doing free shipping locally, uh, curbside pickup, many retailers have put in place for a long time now those measures that will allow them to continue to provide products and services to holiday shoppers, even with potentially some tighter restrictions. So, uh, you know, Business is doing everything it can to prepare and to make sure that they're still able to operate and deliver what uh, consumers need this holiday season. Lauren Rimmler, thanks for doing this. Thanks, Al. We continue to talk about holiday retail. Michael LeBlanc is the Senior Retail Advisor at the Retail Council of Canada, and Michael joins us now on the phone. Michael, good morning. Good morning, Hal. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah. Are we seeing that right across the country, this uh, desire, this uh, want to support local? Uh, yeah, and we've actually seen it over the past couple of years. We being Retail Council of Canada, we've done surveys with Leger, and year after year what we see is the 
increasing awareness of the importance of sh- uh, of shopping local just based on your own economy and you know often you know when we're talking about main street retailers these are the folks who are sponsoring your kids hockey team or soccer team so i think canadians on the whole for a variety of reasons are recognizing uh, rightly so that it's uh, it's important to sm- to support retailers of every size and and support them in your community as well i had uh, lauren remillard on from the winnipeg chamber uh, about half an hour ago, and he was saying because of supply shortages, and we're going to talk about that with you too, but mm. because of that, there is an even bigger uh, desire to shop local because you can walk into a store, you can see yep. it on the shelf, you can buy it, and you know it will be under the Christmas tree. Yeah, that's absolutely correct, and and the supply pain, as we call it, uh, is real. Now, there's lots of product on the shelf, and as you say, uh, we are seeing, for a couple of reasons, return to store shopping. One is just because, uh, you know, if you think back to this time last year, there was less in-store shopping. COVID was uh, on a full boil, so to speak. So people, uh, Canadians across the country uh, in Manitoba, were looking forward to getting back to store. We're seeing that over and over each and every day. And it has the added benefit of, uh, you know, I know it's going to be there. Now, a lot of retailers have their inventories connected online, so it's not always the case that you can't tell. Uh, but for sure, when you walk into your local retailer and, and spot that item, you know, one of the things I think that's going to make this season uh, a defining element of this season, we talk about the supply chain, we talk about it a lot more, is consumers' willingness to substitute, which is both an opportunity uh, and, uh, you know, a little bit of a challenge. If you're, you know, completely set on that one thing, that one brand, that one color, thanks to the supply chain challenges, that may or may not be easy to find. But if you're willing to substitute, there's lots of products, lots of brands and retailers have known about this problem for 18 months. They've been working hard to make sure there's goods on the shelf and, and great values to be had. And what's the latest you're hearing? How, how long might this supply pain, as you put it, last? Well, it, it, at some degree, years, literally. Uh, it's been going on for, you know, at some degree, 18 months. Uh, 2022 will be rocky as well could be into 2023 and you know why is going to last so long well when a system this complicated gets this it's like a big traffic jam right when a system this complicated gets gets so jammed up uh, it takes uh, many many months to resolve uh, and it could continue in at some degree not necessarily at the intensity is today through till 2023 i mean when you think about the world and what causes this at the root cause you know, there's a lot of COVID involved, right? And you see countries like China with a zero tolerance policy, you know, they close down entire ports when they have one one confirmed infection and they test everybody. They shut down the, the Disney property and uh, basically locked in 30,000 people and tested them all in, in a day after they found one case. This zero tolerance policy, you know, as long as that is in place, uh, and for all the right, re- right reasons, trying to keep their people safe, that means you could have sudden disruptions in the supply chain. And this is what I mean by this could go on uh, literally for years, at some degree or another, probably not at the same intensity. And so do you think then this is, a, 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 there's also an opportunity here too, if this is going to go on for this long, what's the opportunity for your, your members, members of the retail council? I mean, obviously there's opportunities, I guess, in local manufacturing, but that's maybe not always an option, but is there an opportunity here? Is there a silver lining? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Retailers are working hard to find uh, alternative places, alternative sources. Uh, I was talking to a retailer who's now starting to source televisions out of Mexico, for example, because it's you know it's, not, you can, it's a drive away, it's not on a boat. I've talked to retailers who their vendors are talking about manufacturing plants that used to make 
one type of good, and now they're actually retooling to make more consumer products. So, you know, everyone's realizing this is not a short-term issue. So, they, as you say, it creates opportunities for what we'd call near sourcing. Now, there's some things you just can't get in the volume, raw materials, resins, uh, print materials at a cost or volume that you need. Uh, so it's not a complete solution, but, yeah, for sure, uh, you know, retailers are not standing still. They're, A, looking for alternative vendors, or, B, getting you know, more involved with the vendors that they have to make sure that they, um, they get on the right side of these allocation discussions and looking for alternative sources and going uh, in different places both uh, here and, and around the world, right? So maybe, uh, maybe you're looking in Ireland, for example, instead of um, Vietnam. It's a different product, but it is uh, an opportunity to, uh, to decide different things. And it's an opportunity for consumers, right? So if you're, we saw last year 45% of consumers tried new retailers, tried new brands that they'd never had before. We call it a, a jump ball moment in, uh, in retail, but it's also the case for consumers that, well, if you, you know, maybe it was a habit to buy one thing, and now you kind of pop your head up and go, hey, you know, there's other alternatives, and maybe I should check those out as well. Mm -hmm. You must be pretty proud of your industry, though, right, retail? Um, you know, the word is overused now because of the pandemic, but pivot, right? I mean, yeah. retail, like restaurants, that's a great example. I think restaurants, especially here in Winnipeg, have done a great job of pivoting during the pandemic. Yeah. You must watch and go, man, what an incredible industry I'm a part of. Yeah, and thanks for that saying that because, uh, you know, the 2.1 million Canadians in the retail industry, biggest private sector employee, and, and talk about agility, right? And, and, you know, listen, retail wasn't this, uh, this staid, boring place with no change back in 2019, right? Uh, you know, we were facing the, the kind of bit of a myth of, of uh, you know, the retail apocalypse. There was tremendous transformation already happening, nothing of this magnitude. But as an industry, uh, the DNA of retailers is to react fast to what customers want. That is their DNA. That's their oxygen. And it, if, any, if anything, it made them ready. And you know what? For the grocers, if we talk about the grocers, they, when I talk to the leaders in the grocers in this country, they have a, a very personal responsibility. They know they're feeding the nation. This is not just, you know, putting more clothes in, in a corner. This is feeding the nation, keeping people healthy. Uh, so they take that responsibility very, very seriously. Well, and back to local to kind of end our conversation here, you know, even even local retailers that maybe didn't have an, an Internet presence in the past, didn't have a website, didn't need to, didn't feel the need, boy, uh, uh, many of them have said, we got to be online in one form or another. Um, many things have changed about retail over the past, what is it, 20 or 21 months. Yeah. Yeah, we call it the great acceleration, and it was coming anyway, right, Al? I mean, we had... 20% growth, give or take, from 2018 to 29, but then we had 70% growth from 2020, 2019. Now that's simmered down as well as people return to stores. The platforms are very sophisticated, you know, independent, small mainstream retailers, whether it's a, a Shopify or a Lightspeed, you know, they can get a platform that puts them on a level playing field with big national brands from an e-commerce perspective. It's not easy. That doesn't mean you're going to win necessarily. And the other thing that retailers, particularly independent retailers, who maybe weren't as active in social media, now understand that they have to be. And the old saying, you know, best time to plant a tree 20 years ago, the next best time is today, never too late to begin in e-commerce and never too late to start building that community that you can reach out to that, you know, if you can't rely on them walking through your front door. 
Boy, that's a really, social media is, that's an excellent point, Michael. Um, if you aren't on, get on, because yep. that is a missed opportunity if, if you're not taking advantage of Instagram, especially Instagram, right? I mean, yep. Facebook is great and Twitter is, you know, that, that it has its place. But if you're not on Instagram and you're a retailer selling, you know, an attractive item or an item that you need to explain to people or show to people, boy, yep. get on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram is, is very important. Snap, Snapchat is also very important. There's 9 mm-hmm. million Canadians. I just interviewed the uh, the GM from Snapchat Canada. There's 9 million Canadians on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. These are big numbers, right? So whether, you know, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, very popular, uh, you know, immensely popular, and probably points us in the direction of this kind of vertical short-form video that is that is winning right now. But as you say, Instagram, Instagrammable moments. I mean, literally, retailers are laying out their stores to create Instagrammable moments, right? Like it's it's not the tail wagging the dog, but that's how important it is. It's not about starting, you know, starting an Instagram page. Very important. It's participating. It's designing the store so when people walk in, they go, "Wow, look at that really creative layout. Look, this is so interesting. I'm going to take a picture of it. Bam, you're on Instagram. Bam, you're going national. And you know, this it's it's a it's a new world for sure. You know, you talk about um, spending more. Uh, it seems Canadians are going to spend more this this Christmas, this holiday season. Yeah. I I am in a position where I can spend more. I'm going to spend more, and I'm going to support uh, support retail. And uh, you know, all these stores out there, um, they're employing Winnipeggers and Manitobans, and we need to remember that. I get it. Not everybody's in a position where they can spend more this Christmas, but if you can spend more, do it. Do it locally. Do it with retail. Uh, the businesses that support and employ people in our communities. And it's such a great point because when we talk local, you know, Retail Council of Canada, we have members all the way from independent Main Street retailers to the biggest multinationals. They all have right. the same thing in common. They employ Winnipeggers. Like when you're talking big multinational retailers, mm-hmm. there's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Canadians working for them in Manitoba, and that is putting food in the plate, paying taxes, and, and your neighbor's, are working. That's part of the local economy, right? So choose where you want to spend, support local, uh, but local can also mean, you know, a big multinational who's hiring your cousin or your your next-door neighbor as well. Michael, thanks for the conversation. My pleasure as always, Hal.